<laughs> I can hear like all your stuff just <laughs> echo. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh, because yeah, I gotta change where my speakers are. Yeah, I could probably do that. It might make it better. I don't know. Yeah, it was better. <laughs> I don't hear it now. Cool. Yeah, I don't so, like it there. Okay. hope everyone's doing okay while well, Next Level's um, fixing up his shiz nits. No. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff happening with the crypto world, and everyone's losing their damn minds. Now, I don't know too much what Next Level's got today. Normally, I try, I, normally, I do this to him where I don't give him any info. And we just kind of get his expressions to see what happens. So now we're flipping the roles a little bit. He's got some stuff here. Uh, before we begin, begin, make sure you guys do check us out. Um, we have a BS Clips channel on YouTube um, where you get little bite size of our full episodes. Sometimes you might have missed a conver conversation or you might have missed um, something towards the end of an episode that we're putting together for you guys to dissect a little bit easier. So make sure you guys go to BS Clips and subscribe to that channel also. Uh, make sure you guys follow us, share us wherever you're at, either within Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, whatever platform it is. Make sure you guys are sharing it. Check the description below. We got some good deals, uh, VPNs, some sick stuff down there. Get protected. What, what do you got? What do you got? Buzz TV in the description below. BuzzTVglobal.com. Great, great. I need to make a sound effect of Buzz TV. You do. <laughs> um yeah great uh, great products down below great customer service make sure that if you're reaching out to them for their customer service you're re reaching out on their forums or you can reach out to you know like some of our support groups are able to help as well so depending on what you're trying to do um generally i wouldn't go through like i mentioned on a previous episode don't go through something like you know instagram Instagram's not even like really like a messaging platform i mean i would <laughs> trust twitter more than i trust instagram if i'm trying to connect with a company that's just me personally maybe i'm a boomer whatever Anyways, okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Hey, There's I got a much wow going on right now when it comes to the cryptocurrency world. Mm. Um, we've been talking quite a bit about how things are coming down, what's affecting it, how things could possibly still be going down into the second, third, or fourth week of February before we really start to see some traction, right? Um, there was a lot of speculation recently about Russia banning cryptocurrency banning crypto mining and a lot of people started to become fearful because there was a lot of crypto mining going on in russia so if russia bans crypto mining then that's a big predominant place that is banning it right and there's a lot of fear and a lot of fud that comes out around that but recently they came out and they said we're not going to ban it we're just we want to regulate it and that's okay that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean shit there's a lot of big crypto miners out there that want to run it like a business they want to pay their taxes they want to do whatever they have to do to run crypto mining as a business so this is a new sector that's coming out that's evolving that with all new sectors comes regulation that's just how it goes so that was a lot of the fud that we were seeing in the end of january as well as some of the other things there too but you know there's there's articles saying um, this one was from uh, January 21st. So Russia proposes ban on use and crypto mining currency. So use and mining, right? So this was an article on the 21st of January, and it talks about how the Rus Russia Central Bank proposed banning the use of cryptocurrencies on Russian territory. 
Uh, however, I think there was another article that came out saying that. Let me see. Here it is here. So this came out recently, and this was after that article said Russia's finance ministry opposes central bank call for crypto ban. So the finance ministry is opposing the ban on cryptocurrency in Russia, which is good. This is good news. So there was mm -hmm. a lot of FUD, like we were talking about. There's a lot of FUD where people are like, oh, it's bad. It's going to get banned. It's going to get blocked. It's going to get this. But people in the financial sector of these countries are starting to say, well, we're not trying to ban it. We know that it's going to be used for interesting things and the countries are going to need to use it. So how do we regulate it? That's the job of any government body, regulation. It's how they keep their job. <laughs> That's true. So this is good news. We had a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt going into you know this whole Russia ban. But it looks like things can be slowly starting to turn around where they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to ban it outright. We're going to regulate it, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. I know people are talking about crypto crashing. Like the market is just being destroyed right now because there is a lot of uncertainty of, of what's happening. Um, there's other countries like El Salvador that's actually adopted Bitcoin as a currency. It's kind of it's 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 really to me it's 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 a it's a scary thing because at the end of the day you have to think about this. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, you can't really stop. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't centralize it because all this stuff is decentralized. You can't really centralize this stuff. The one thing that all governments can do is stop it. Like you said, they could possibly put, like, imagine if every single government in the world, all, all world's governments decides to ban crypto or even, you know, cause there's ways of the internet like oh not i don't say the internet but your internet service provider that they can say hey we see a signal coming from your wall that's looks like it's mining or something and you know what i mean like like there's so many things that could happen and it's scary i don't think it's going to happen ever i don't think i don't think uh, the governments will get together and say hey we all need to ban this stuff but you know what i mean it's a, it's an interesting thought to have if that were to actually happen the what, what do you guys call him is the the president of el salvador is he the president prime minister what do you guys call him down there president presidente presidente seems pretty gangster dude he's our age yeah like look here share my screen here <laughs> this homie is our age this guy his profile picture on in twitter is like him in a baseball cap with it backwards and he's just like yo what's up what up ese <laughs> So he's got a couple predictions here, which I thought were pretty interesting. 2022 predictions. This was posted the 1st of January. So going into the new year, he's predicting what's going to happen. He says Bitcoin will reach 100K. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, I'm actually going to. No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Two more countries will adopt it as a legal tender. So not just El Salvador, but we're going to see El Salvador and two other countries accept it as legal tender. I wonder uh, who. So 
there I've been hearing rumors that there's another two countries that are on board right now, but I can't remember what they are. So as we go through the conversation, I'll see if I can find them. I think one could be Venezuela, but I'm not sure. And I could be wrong. So that's why I want to check it as we're doing the conversation. Of course, Hispanic, the Hispanic communities, <laughs> they're getting, they're banding together. I love it. Uh, will become a major electoral electoral issue in the U.S. election this year. There's another election? What's happening this year? I think the is it the the presidency is not for election right now. It is I think it might be the House Speaker, it might be the Senate, the the House the representatives. Every year there's elections, but I know I know two years after the presidency, there's a big election for the House, the seats, the representatives, I think the speaker, like all that stuff. So the, I wonder how this will become an electoral issue. That means the government's going to shut down again. <laughs> Never actually started back up. Interesting. <laughs> There's still on says that Bitcoin City will commence construction. A vo volcano bonds will be oversubscribed. I'm I don't know what volcano bonds are, but I know that he's built a Bitcoin mining operation on top of a volcano, as far as I'm aware. So I don't know if it has something to do with that. Uh, then he also says there's a huge surprise at the Bitcoin conference. Now, go away. Stop clicking it. <laughs> the Bitcoin. Oh, ho, ho, Bitcoin conference is April 6th to 9th. Wait, and it's Miami on Miami Beach. Beach. What? Huh. This is interesting. This is some good stuff. This is insane. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? This guy's name is Nick, and he's been mining Bitcoin since 2012. He, well, Nick is rich. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Some, some, whoa, whoa. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been on this Twitter page. So, um, so he's predicting there's going to be some good, interesting things uh, coming out of April 6th to 9th. Uh, so this is going to be interesting because this could indicate when we really start to pick back up heading towards that 100K, according to his predictions. I think well, this is what he's trying to say, because I think yeah. we are going to be kind of in a, in a you know consolidation kind of downwards trend fighting between that 42 to, you know, $30,000 mark until, you know, the end of February going into March possibility. And then we start to rise back up depending on what comes out of this convention, he's saying. So that's pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Let me see if I can find more information on what are the other two countries. Yeah, you know, it's... I do see that, uh, again, there's, there's always going to be a big need for this stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested on where they're going to take off with this. Dude, that, that conference is dude that, that that sounds like like we should be taking a trip <laughs> that's interesting oh so this is interesting coin market cap has a section on their website that i've never seen before check this out so this is coin market caps website let me make this a little bit bigger so it takes up more of the screen uh since my freaking monitor is so damn huge 
says countries which allow cryptocurrency as legal tender. So this is apparently a thing. And it says countries which uh, crypto as legal tender right now. And it has El Salvador. And then it says predict the next country or region. And these are people that are voting which countries are going to be next. So you have Paraguay, Venezuela, United States is number four. I still don't think so. I don't think, I don't think the United States is going to, is going to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. I don't, I don't. And if, if they do, it's almost like it's not directly the United States. It's like the payment processors are allowing you to like do it through their platforms and then it's just regulated. It's not saying that Bitcoin is the currency of the United States. You know what I mean? I think what they're doing is, is because this says, uh, when do you think they'll make crypto legal? I don't think it's going to take, I, I think what they're trying to say is they're going to use it as a tender. And I think the U.S. is doing actually something huge right now with like taxes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and crypto is is like the central of all of that convo. Like, hey, if anybody does this, actually, you know what they did say? They're making it illegal for crypto on pump and dumps. If there is a crypto out there and they find out who is actually like like you know, like a lot of these a lot of these cryptos nowadays, you actually hear um who the team is. And the thing is that a lot of these teams that are being formed, they're registering themselves as a legitimate company. You know what I mean? And they're trying to pay their taxes when the tax man is asking for his cut. So what's happening is the U.S. is saying if these companies decide to create a, a, a pump and dump scheme, it could be charged either a misdemeanor or a felony. I think it's a felony, though. Because they're trying to do a, a, a get-rich-quick scheme, which is very illegal here in the States. So I think what's going to happen is, is, is like, you know, like, like think about it. Crypto.com, formerly known as the Staples Center. Oh, you mean the Staples Center is changing its name? Oh, it, it already changed its name. It's already done. Oh, yeah, it's done, done. It's done. Now... Remember how you we were we had this conversation that you can go to a liquor store, gas station, and you could see an ATM machine, Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm seeing those now. Yeah, I can pull it up online and see where the closest one are is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm starting to to run into them now. I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, this is nuts. I'm like, how does how my like, how does it work? Do I get a prick a crypto coin? <laughs> that would be that would be cool. But th that's what I'm saying. It's it's what's happening is I don't see the United States saying bitcoin is our legal currency yeah our primary currency i could see them saying this is our secondary this is like like we now accept it's like you know when you go to those stores and it's like we accept visa mastercard american express it's going to be like we accept usd and somewhere along the fine print bitcoin <laughs> yeah or like you know uh, do, do you know what ebt is ebt yeah it used no, to be called food stamps here. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Um, so EBT is just, is, is just like, it's food stamps. It's money to buy stuff, but you get little, you know, a little paper thing, you know, like Monopoly money or whatever. I think, I think crypto is going to be the same thing. You know, we already have the credit cards coming that have that. Like you said, yeah. you get rewards. Yeah. So I, I think the United States will, I do see that happening. 
that the United States will say, hey, we're digging our finger into this now. Hmm. You know, but we also I think one thing that we also need to understand is that the media works in a very, very interesting way. And the articles that are going to get the most popularity and push are going to be the ones that are going to be put in the forefront and obviously published by a lot of the media. So we're looking at things that are going to cause a stir. They're, they're, they're going to be dramatic. So you're going to see a lot more articles that are shared about crypto being bad, crypto being hacked, crypto and all those crazy things versus all these other good things that are coming from all these companies that are now working on crypto projects. Right. So I think a lot of people need to understand how we've always known that there is kind of a manipulation to media. Right. But now we're going into a new sector and a lot of people are dumping a lot of their money into this sector. And we have to just kind of keep that in mind, how we're being manipulated in our way of thought when it comes to the media. Right. Um, some really interesting things happened. Right. With when we talk about crypto.com. The crypto.com admits to hundreds of their customers that they were hacked in the amounts of. So actually, here's a picture of the crypto.com arena. That's how it looks now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. So I guess uh, you'd see that when you're flying over it. Did it always have those blue lights around it? Uh, I don't remember if it had blue, those blue lights or not. I know they I think they had some. They definitely had some lights around it. So the CEO of Crypto.com said around 400 customers have been compromised in a hack when they were talking to Bloomberg. Uh, his confirmation of the breach comes after multiple Crypto.com users alleged their funds had been stolen. Complaints that had until now been met with vague responses from the company. They so are you saying this that was stolen on their trading platform? Yeah, directly from their customers' wallets. But okay, so I got Coinbase. Crypto.com has their own thing to purchase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can purchase and buy coins and everything from them as well. So are we talking about specifically Crow? Um, I don't or, know exactly what coin they, they actually stole. I don't think it would have been Crow, but let's see what it says. Uh it did occur. First, they paused the withdrawals on the platform on, on a Sunday, and a small number of users are reporting suspicious activity on their accounts. It also asked customers to reset their two-factor authentication. Um, ah, Ethereum. Wow. The, the losses may amount to $15 million worth of Ethereum, but it was a lot more than that because it says that another analyst from blockchain data from OXT Research speculated that the hack may actually be closer to $33 million. Now, the interesting thing is crypto.com has so much money. They weren't able to get back this money, but they reimbursed everybody. So out of their own pocket, they paid all their customers back, which is, it's cool. But at the same time, you like, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That would be their security measures then within their own app. Yeah, but they're saying that they encourage people to activate their two-factor authentication um, it was really interesting how the hack happened. 
So the hackers used this website called tornado.cash. I'm not telling everyone what to, how to hack crypto.com. Like this is a legitimate place. Um, and you're able to send funds in here and it mixes it all together. And it kind of, uh, I always have trouble saying this word, obfuscates, obfuscation. <laughs> anonymous. <laughs> yeah, hip hop, hip hop anonymous, but it kind of masks where the money's come from, coming from and where it's kind of going. And it mixes it all up um, and it works on the Ethereum. That's why they stole Ethereum. They ran it through this. They mixed it all up so that you can't really track to where it's going. And this is built on the blockchain. It's decentralized and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, this is an article on Coindesk saying, is Tornado Cash complicit in laundering crypto? It's complicated, said the former DEA agent. Jeez. <laughs> in many ways, Crypto.com's hack is now closed. Technical details of the hack were released and the amount was stolen was updated to 33 million. Um, and 483 users who had their funds stolen were reimbursed by the exchange. So they never got back that money. The, the exchange took that as a loss, an operating loss. The obscure details of the transactions on the blockchain in order to throw off investigators, mixers, also known as tumblers, aren't new. They've been around almost as long as blockchain technology itself. Almost universally, the fate of mixers have been the same. Shutdown and arrest. But this one's completely on the blockchain. It's open source. It's decentralized and it's run by the community. Like the community votes on this. So it's hard to shut down something that is open source and community based. It really, really difficult. Um, they say that they... Uh, they've been investigated before and whatever. I don't know, whatever. I don't know where this is going, but at the end of the day, it's really interesting how creative things are getting. Um, really interesting that crypto.com reimbursed 483 people in the amount of $33 million. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Um, the end of the day, we, we are trying to tell more and more people to, you know, just keep on exchanges the money that you want to exchange. If you are wanting to be completely secure with your cryptocurrencies, the best way to do it is what's called a cold wallet. Keep your money offline. Want a physical key like a cold wallet. So if need, someone needs access to it, you need to have that physical cold wallet in order to get access. So it's it, it, like, you know, we've talked about security breaches. We've talked about, protecting yourself we've we talked about all of that like making sure you're good when it comes to creating a password when it comes to two double authorization two-way authorization stuff it, like you know sometimes you can't like like this for example there's they're they're telling everybody like hey Make sure everybody has two-way authentication or whatever authorization. Um, you know, if somebody hacks into their platform, and I'll get this, I've, I, I'll get this, and I'm sure everybody can relate. If you use something like Coinbase or Cash App, or I, I know PayPal is now doing Bitcoin too, whatever you're using to send Bitcoin. The second that you unlink a wallet 
or the second, not your wallet, I guess, the second you unlink your bank, you'll get an email saying you have unlinked it. The second that you've linked something new, you'll get another email saying we have your new information. The second that you change your email or your personal information, you will get a notification that says it until they've changed your email where you no longer get your stuff. For them not explaining what happened on their platform scares me a lot. Because by them saying, hey, you need to, you people have to authorize two-way authentication. Bull, what happened? Tell us what happened. Well, they kind of did. They said they got robbed and it was ran through a mixer and they couldn't get the money back. Yeah, but... <laughs> The, yeah, that's what happened afterwards, but how did they get hacked? Right, right. That's what I want to know because turning a two-way authentication, it doesn't mean anything. Like, like if I have that turned on, now what? I got hacked, and now you're telling me to turn it on? It's already on. Now what? Okay, I get my money back. Cool. Thank you. How did it happen? You're not you're, – you're, you know what I mean? It's It's – I don't know, man. Like I've, I've had this. You need to be more secure. You need to add two-factor authentication and you'll be good. Bro, I've had this. I've had those. So this is a true story. Um, at my last job, I was uh, director of operations. And I actually, I bought the Note 10. And I had it coming to my house. I had it on pre-order. And I was going to get it a little early. I got a notification saying my order's delivered. Cool. What did I do? Go home and pick it up. Went home, no package. What the hell? I called UPS. I literally, like from that job that I had to where, where I lived, might have been five or ten minutes down the street which is not far. A lot of people got to drive an hour <laughs> to get to work. Right. Dude, it was like 10 minutes in traffic, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Like I was there like that. I could have left my house at 7.55 in the morning and get to work on time at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so I get there, gone. I called UPS and they said, hey, it's been, it was already delivered. What are you talking about? I'm just like, no. And they're just like, yeah. And they showed me the picture. I go to my neighbor. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I look at your camera real quick? Like, you know, like five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. Sure. They show UPS coming in, dropping it off. They see somebody coming in, picking my stuff up. You know, it's, it's, and how does this relate to this? You know, the thing is I was able to tell what happened when somebody stole my stuff? You know what I mean? And I was also able to take action too. I let all my neighbors know. I took, I, I shared the videos amongst everybody. I had the car, the license plate, everything. You know what happened within two days? Two days, bro. Two days. I found the car. I found the dude. And I also found his girlfriend, his accomplice. Mm-hmm. And the girl wasn't even in the picture at all, but I found all of them and box full and the, the box, the car full of boxes. They kept it in the car. Yeah. So you know what I did? Pulled up, 
me and my me and my homeboy, uh, my 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 homie, this guy, I this guy was awesome. Um, he he had a mouth <laughs> on him, but he's like, "Let's go, dog." I used to call him Michael Jordan. I'm like, "Dude, you look like Michael Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> but he was uh, he's been in and out of jail, so he's he loves when all the drama comes around he's, he's just like, dude, he's like, let's play detective and fuck this guy up. I'm like, no, 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 no. By playing detective, we don't kill nobody. <laughs> we arrest them. He's like, nah, we got to take matters in our own hands. I'm like, bro, we're not trying to get arrested, <laughs> but, but we caught the guy red handed, got the guy arrested and guy disappeared from our neighborhood. You know, he, he was just like, cool. I'm, I'm not coming back here no more. But that that's the, see, that's the thing. When, when I have something like, you know how much it was eating me inside that I now had to watch in my really nice neighborhood that this stuff doesn't happen. All of a sudden that happened. Now I feel violated. Now I feel like, like something has to get done. And Brutality. by them there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fatality but by them not giving me this information by them not telling me what happened or what they did all they're doing is is they're putting a band-aid on a broken door you know what i'm saying and 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 now now i don't feel safe now i'm just like cool i don't feel safe within your environment anymore now you guys got to make me feel safe not <laughs> give me a pat on the back say hey it's okay let's give you some money back no they're like, well, sure. we, own, we own the Staples Center. You love us, right? That that it feels good back here, but I'm still <laughs> a little hurt up here. <laughs> you know who else might be feeling a little bit hurt right now? Who? Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Have you heard crap. of him? Yes. What this fool do? So he plays for the Rams. Yeah. And uh, he decided to take a Bitcoin-based contract. Bitcoin's down right now. <laughs> and now what makes me laugh about these things is people think that he lost a bunch of money, but in, in retrospect, he's getting paid the same amount of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's down right now. Cool. Doesn't mean he loses Bitcoin when Bitcoin goes up. Cause it's going to, he's going to have so much more money. So the only way like he's technically losing money right now is if he takes all of his Bitcoin and he sells it for USD. That, that would be utterly stupid. And I wouldn't recommend someone who's making uh, 1.25 million deal with a $750,000 base salary and up to $3 million in incentives to sell that <laughs> into cash when Bitcoin is down. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. So it goes on to say Odell Beckham has played 10 games with the Rams, eight regular season and two postseason since signing in LA on November 11th. He's enjoyed a resurgence since joining Sean McVay's squad and he's hauled in 37 catches for 428 yards and six touchdowns in that span. This comes after a six game stretch the season, well, blah, 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 17 catches. I don't really care. Tell me about the finances. Beckham's deal with the Rams was ultimately a one-year, $1.25 million deal with $750,000 base salary and up to $3 million incentives, all of which revolved around the team playoff success. But there's a big catch to Beckham's contract. It's not being wholly paid in U.S. dollars. 
Uh, so it says Beckham is far from the first or only NFL player to get paid in Bitcoin as players like Sasquan. What? what Last name is fine. Barkley, Jones, Lawrence. Get <laughs> <laughs> to the point on this thing. How much I did tried. he actually get paid? I tried, I tried, I tried. Did he so get paid in Bitcoin Half of the $13 million salary in Bitcoin last season and was the first player in many major U.S. league to receive a part or all of his salary in the cryptocurrency. Who is this? How much Bitcoin did he receive? $13 million of when like in time frame, like that matters. But when, when did he get that money? Was it before the Bitcoin crash? Because right now, if, if he got it when it was peaking at 70,000 and it's down to like, what is it? Like 20 something thousand. Yeah. He don't got no 13 million no more. He probably oh has God. like 3 million or 4 million. So according to Darren Rovell, I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, Beckham will take in just over 35,000 after taxes and the plummeting price of Bitcoin. So he made 35 grand after paying his taxes. But that's that's if he sells it though, right? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It says it's a new era and kickoff that I'm hyped to announce that I'm taking my new salary in Bitcoin thanks to Cash App. To all my fans out there, no matter where you are, thank you. I'm giving back a total of $1 million in Bitcoin right now. Two, drop your cash tag and follow Cash App, whatever, whatever. Okay, so he received half of 13, so he got, what, 6.5? I don't understand he got, how he dropped all the way down to... Well, that's what I'm trying to do the math here. 6.5. Oh, hold, hold on. Bitcoin was worth 64,000 and at this well when this all happened it went down to 35 so that's half. So if he had 6.5 if they gave him 6.5 million 750,000. So why do you say half? At that time Bitcoin. Okay, so okay, I could see that. Yeah. He was taxed 750,000? No, Adele was taxed on okay. State count, yeah, 50 percent. Oh my god! So, so he got paid in Bitcoin. So half of that, yeah. He got Sounds paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It dropped to thirty five thousand dollars a coin, making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars equate to four hundred and twelve thousand. But he was taxed at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which, according to California State, is fifty point three percent. Which means that the difference between 50.3% of $750,000 and what he made of the 412 was only $35,703 that he was left with. He needs to leave it alone. That's a Yeah, so I wouldn't sell. I would pay the taxes on it, but I would hold that shit like Well, here's the thing. He's going to have to pay the taxes when he pulls it out, too, though. Yeah. So, either way you got to pay tax man, but like shit, that that <laughs> that's just an interesting way to look at it. Just an interesting way to look at it that's nuts that that is like i don't know when you get bitcoin and some of these guys make millions and millions of dollars a year well now hundreds of thousands if they don't know what they're doing with their finances but if they if they play it smart and just let leave it there just don't touch it don't do nothing just leave it there so um there's a it, good point that's made in this last article up. huh i said it could come up the, the price of that could come up make more money sure. make their money back for sure. So there's a good point right here. It says to make more sense of the deal, if an athlete is paid in Bitcoin, their salary would be one year, 20 Bitcoin, for example. The athlete would be paid that no matter what the exchange rate into USD. If by week 10, 
Bitcoin was trading at 80K or 20K, it wouldn't make any difference. You get the Bitcoin via an exchange or wallet. What OBJ is really doing is getting paid in USD and then buying Bitcoin immediately. Ouch. It's no different than someone buying into an index fund, Apple stock, or even Rolls Royce with their income and seeing an investment over time. Why wouldn't they just pay him directly in Bitcoin? Why are they making him? What? That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make sense, but that actually saves him money. Because if, if, because if, if, if they're giving him $100,000 and then it's got to be transferred into Bitcoin, they're giving mm. 100K and then whatever price of that Bitcoin is, that's how many coins he'll get. And mm. if, if they give him in Bitcoin and then all of a sudden it, it drops, then when he pulls it out to USD, then obviously it ain't no 100K no more. It's going to be a lot less, you know? So the other factor here says that the NFL now pays its players over the course of 36 weeks as opposed to the old pay period, which followed from week uh, 1 to 17 on a regular season. Uh, so the Rams advanced in the playoffs. Beckham could still take in quite a bit more. He earned 500000 for the Rams' wildcard win and another 750000 after his weekend divisional round. If the Rams win the NFC title game, uh, I don't know when this article was written. When's the title game? It's done. Now, uh, it? It's this. Is it this weekend? I think it's this weekend. So, yeah. So it happened recently. Uh, he'll take him another seven hundred fifty thousand, and see his bonus jump to one million if the Rams win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Yeah, the conference game is so the Ram. Okay, how much is he getting if they win the, uh, the title? A million. Wait for which one? The NFC title. NFC title is seven fifty. I think. The wild card, right? So yeah, it says he'll take another seven hundred fifty thousand and see his bonus jump up to. So okay, so he gets seven fifty seven hundred fifty thousand plus a million. Oh, yeah. if the Rams win the Super Bowl, right? So close to two million dollars if they win win it all. So they got to go up against the Niners. Uh, that's that that's Sunday, January thirtieth. So obviously, by the time you guys are listening to this, this time would have passed already. Um. And then the Super Bowl is February 13th. So if the Rams got this far, right now you guys are listening to this on February 9th. So that's going to be this weekend. Now, the interesting thing I think we have to take note of is it says the NFL now pays its players over the course of 36 weeks, which makes this structure of being paid in Bitcoin make more sense. You're almost dollar cost averaging over, you know, more than 60% of a year especially right now, as we're starting to go from like a market reset, getting back into, you know, more of a bullish run or starting to consolidate back into higher prices. So this doesn't look that bad to me. If he's like buying it on a consistent basis from here, not him or whoever's buying it on his behalf, whatever it is. Sounds mm -hmm. cool. I think he, if he's smart, if he doesn't sell. Absolutely. You better not sell. Yeah, that's that that that's that's crazy stuff. So yeah, anybody that's listening to this, um, we are recording this a little bit earlier. So we are, you know, obviously we're waiting for this game, the Niners and the Rams. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the Rams are gonna beat the Niners. I, I don't <laughs> see anything against that. But this weekend, when you guys are actually listening to this, we'll see. Actually, here's a really bold prediction. Uh oh, and I know you're you're, you don't watch football, really, so you don't really know what's going on. Not really. Um, so NFL, you got the AFC and the NFC. AFC, you got Chiefs versus Bengals. I predict th this game hasn't happened yet. I predict the Chiefs are going to win that game. 
by six points. Rams versus 49ers. I think the Rams are going to win that game by 10 points. And it's going to be Chiefs versus Rams at the Super Bowl. Now, here's another bold prediction because that game hasn't started yet. And we don't know who's going to win. But Chiefs versus Rams, Super Bowl. I think... I think oh, I want the Rams to win because they're LA. I, the chiefs are just starting to get on fire right now. And I could definitely see the chiefs winning again. I would like the Rams to win. And if they do win, it's going to be by a field goal by three points. But I also have a feeling the chiefs are going to pull this off. And I honestly really do think it's going to be a difference of either one point or three points at the most. So there's my dun, predictions. Dun, dun. I don't have any predictions. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? No, no. Uh, YouTube wants to be in the nose, the nose, the news with cryptocurrency too. So uh, this is an article coming out saying YouTube CEO hints at potential NFT features. Uh, Susan, Watch key um, says companies looking to help creators capitalize on emerging technologies. Uh, you, YouTube's NFTs may be in the works in a letter published today. Uh, this was obviously uh, in January. Uh, YouTube CEO Susan suggests the company is looking to branch into NFTs in the future as another source of revenue for creators. Uh, this is a quote saying, We're all always focused on expanding the YouTube ecosystem to help creators capitalize on emerging technologies, including things like NFTs, while continuing to strengthen and enhance the experience creators and fans have on YouTube. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> the details uh, was a part of her latest letter to the YouTube community, which outlines the areas the company plans to invest in, like gaming and shopping. Shopping. Uh, and how it plans to support creators. Um, she also said YouTube is looking into Web3. There's a lot of companies looking into Web3 as a source of inspiration, specifically nothing, noting, sorry, not nothing, specifically noting the opportunities with crypto, decentralized autonomous organizations or DAOs and NFTs. Uh, YouTube hints at possible NFTs are in line with other platforms that have recently rolled out their own versions or are rumored to be considering NFT features. Oh my God, this reminds me about Twitter, and I have a rant about Twitter too. Oh so, no, yeah, yeah, Twitter doing the same crap. Yeah, so so it's actually quite funny what Twitter did. It's actually quite hilarious. Um, so you heard about how Twitter launched their NFT feature, right? Uh -huh. So you could take now. Have you heard what's happening with it? Like it works. I've heard a little bit. I, I just heard that they're they're looking into the NFTs, yeah, and to activate it. But I'm not really sure what they're doing. That you could buy NFTs, and it's like oh, you could buy NFTs on Twitter's platform, and then they have their own NFTs there, which means you would need some kind of decentralized I'll tell something. I'll within tell you because it launched Twitter. and it's live right now, and people are using it. So what tell it is? Me. <laughs> what it is is that you have NFTs that you've purchased. You can actually link them to Twitter, and Twitter will verify that it's an NFT, right? Wait, 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 wait. You could purchase an NFT through wherever, right? Wherever platform it is, right? 
But the feature on Twitter only allows you to use it as a picture for your profile picture. Okay. Right. And it verifies that it's an NFT and it changes your profile picture to a hexagon kind of octagon shape kind of thing. So it's saying, hey, this person's kind of like verified and they have an NFT as their profile picture. Now, the idea behind it was to kind of say, hey, this is another form of verification because you have an NFT right? It's, it's basically verifying that you are this person because no one else is going to have this NFT to have the same kind of profile picture that you have. Because, you know, social media is a place where we're seeing a bunch of bots, a bunch of fake profiles and all that stuff. And seeing a different shaped profile picture is another verification process that was put up on Twitter's platform. And ideally, everyone thought it was a great idea. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> So now what's happening is that people are taking screenshots of the NFTs and then minting them again and then linking them to Twitter <laughs> and now creating fake accounts. Wow. But <laughs> you have to be pretty dedicated to do this because especially if you're doing it on the Ethereum blockchain, to mint an NFT on the Ethereum blockchain, it's going to cost you upwards of $100. Ethereum is not cheap. So for you to just take a screenshot and then mint it and then pretend to be somebody else, uh, if you want to go around that route, does cost you a little bit of coin. <laughs> but okay, I don't know if I missed this because I'm still I'm so I'm trying to wrap my wrap my brain around this thing. You're saying Twitter is verifying it, right? Okay, so and people are duplicating it. They're taking screenshots and then reminting the NFT and then going through the approval process because. Twitter's not necessarily saying, you know, they're not really verifying any further than this is an NFT that is on the blockchain. But hold on a second. If people are taking screenshots and reminting it within the NFT area, shouldn't there be a check and balances? Because this is supposed to be like a it, like NFT is a one of its kind. So that means the blockchain has to confirm that this is a one of its kind. And if somebody's taking a screenshot, bro, I could Google search. I could Google search an image. And if I put something in there, it will tell me everywhere that it exists. Mm -hmm. So if Google could do that on a centralized platform, how the hell do these NFTs within this blockchain and, and decentralized not have those checks and balances because that means they're creating a duplicate, they're minting it, and essentially they could sell it, and that's fraud because that's not what an NFT is. So even if you take out Twitter out of the picture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How the hell is that even possible? What do you got? So this guy, I don't even know who this is, but it says, you think it's funny to take a screenshot of people's NFTs, huh? Property theft is, is a joke to you. I'll have you all know that the blockchain doesn't lie. I own it. Even if you save it, it's my property. You are mad that you don't own the art that I own. Delete that screenshot. Like people getting, they're getting mad, bro. They're getting mad. Like, wow. Here's another one. I hereby demand that you de delete all lazy lion NFT screenshots or face the consequences. This is not a joke and law enforcement will be contacting you if you don't comply. You know, people get mad, mad. Oh my God. Look, here's a meme. You wouldn't screenshot an NFT. 
This is crazy, man. But I mean, these are all new things that we're going to have to get into and figure out as we get more and more into the digital world, right? Yeah. So it's it's all interesting stuff. It says uh, Twitter's hexagon profile pictures makes right click saving NFTs even funnier. So you're able just to right click on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you could make a copy of it, but for you to be able to throw it back out in the blockchain and mint it, that that's a big old no no. That that's a security. Actually, that's another security breach from the blockchain and whatever platform it's on. They should be able to verify that this is fake because at this point I could take screenshots, bro. I could take a screenshot of Eminem's NFT, right. throw it on the blockchain and said, this was owned by N Eminem or this is, yeah, this is owned by Eminem. You could purchase this now at half the price that he bought it for. You know what I mean? And dude, next thing you know, pe people, people will be going nuts and becoming freaking billionaires doing this stuff. What do you got? This person, oh my god. So this person made a tweet and says, I have stolen over four terabytes of NFTs via a little known hacker technique known as right click save as. My collection has a net estimate value of eight trillion dollars. All the NFT guys are mad at this. I don't care. I have a real job for now. <laughs> hey, wait, go back to that one again. Which one? was it lauren bet btc king who did that sorry i'm like i'm like looking forward why are you pulling them up i'm pulling up to see what they're how much money eight trillion they, well i mean if they own the actual nfts it'd be worth eight trillion that's just somebody saying oh let me pull up a chart of the most valuable nfts and then right click and copy it like doesn't mean you own it Who is it? Let's see. Okay, so when I pull up act normal, oh, oh it was a at at normal, but it wasn't. I'm curious if this is true. I want to see if this is true. Because that's freaking nuts, bro. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they actually own it and is worth eight trillion. They're just saying they've saved pictures of these NFTs that are worth eight trillion dollars. Doesn't mean they own it. How crazy would it be if you could remint all that and then sell it? Exactly. How crazy would So, so it this guy, who is it? Somebody right here, Captain Fantastic, has put up Lauren's tweet as a joke NFT on OpenSea for one Ethereum. So someone took a screenshot of her tweet and put it up for an Ethereum coin, which is worth, <laughs> I think, I think right now it's only worth like, what, 3,000 US at the most? Talk about troll. That's funny. Meanwhile, Clown World NFT has put up a similar NFT for sale, calling it the biggest clown number 20. Has no listing price. So, yeah, I don't know where this is going to go. There, there needs to be some kind of... Um, better verification process when minting NFTs and verifying all that kind of stuff. Um, That's ridiculous. You know who MicroStrategy is, the company, and uh, Michael Saylor? It sounds familiar, but no, go ahead. 
So he's dumped billions of his company's dollars into Bitcoin and he's been buying and buying and buying and buying. And people were like, oh, you know, you're losing all of your money now and your shares are dropping because Bitcoin's dropping. This guy and his company, uh, I think they purchased, let me see here where it has it. They purchased. So here at the end of 2021, MicroStrategy held 124,391 bitcoins. That ain't no joke. They acquired it for roughly 3.75 billion dollars and they're averaged in at a price of $30,000 per coin. Now, this is kind of where uh, I this is an interesting number that I want to talk a little bit about. Very interesting number, but a lot of people are saying, you know, he could be very big in the hole if bitcoin drops under $30,000 a coin because he's invested in his company 3.75 billion. Very interesting stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what a lot of people don't know as well is that in the cryptocurrency world, in the DAO and the DeFi ecosystem, there are products that are used to loan money out that is backed on Bitcoin, right? Now we're actually starting to see mortgages that are backed by bitcoin like these products are coming out now but what people may or may not understand when it's backed with a coin that can have a 50 percent volatility rate where we go from 64,000 65,000 68,000 all the way down to 30,000 when the item the commodity the asset that you back your loan against drops 50 percent of its initial value when you took out that loan, you have to pay it back. You have to liquidate your assets and you have to pay it back. And what scares me is that the amount of FUD that is going to come into the market if we do drop underneath that $31,000 mark mm. because we're going to be far enough away from that all-time high that some of the people who started to take out those loans backed against crypto are going to have to liquidate and pay back. So when we talk about, can we see a lower Bitcoin than 29,000? If we drop under 20, 20, 31,000 USD for a coin, I do think that we're going to drop below under 29,000. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be like a, like a quick thing or a, a slow thing. I don't know. But with a lot of the things that are happening in the market, that's just the way things go. It doesn't mean that Bitcoin's dead doesn't mean that we're going into a winter it could it could mean that we're going to be seeing prolong a, a, a consolidation over the next year year and a half but mm -hmm. just understand when things are backed against a commodity that is as volatile as cryptocurrency these things are going to happen yeah these things are going to happen what else you got i know you got something else I do. I always got something else. I always got something else, right? So there's always fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market. But if you search hard enough, you're going to find good articles. You're always going to find good articles. Like if I told you Google is getting into crypto, who's heard of Google? Everyone's heard of Google, right? Before Google was a thing, Everyone was fighting over different, brow not different browsers, but different search engines. We had Ask Jeeves. We had um, Metacrawler. 
We had a whole bunch of other search engines. Google came around. Now you only hear about Google. The average person today, I don't think, can name more than two search engines. Mm-hmm. But th- like Yahoo still a thing. Bing still a thing. Um, you Firefox. Know, Firefox. Um, like, well, yeah, there's a bunch. Anyway, so so what is Google doing? The software behemoth Google has reported starting a new blockchain-based division inside uh, its labs group. The division will also deal with other distributed computing and data storage technologies, while the company has been way wary of associating with any form of cryptocurrency. Google's president of commerce stated on January 19th that they're paying a lot of attention to this area. So, you know, Google Labs has a really, really interesting history of starting projects and then ditching them. But this is still interesting if Google is looking to get into it, right? Because we have things like Google Pay that is integrated into, you know, uh, watches and phones and tapping and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I think this is going to be really, really, really interesting if Google does get into it. It says the company's stance was delicate because they don't want to say too much because of the amount of influence that Google has, right? Banned all cryptocurrencies related advertising, including its coin offerings, initial coin offerings, uh, crypto exchanges. This happened, I think, what is it? Mid 2021, Google actually banned a lot of advertising for crypto because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to necessarily get themselves in hot water too, right? Because they Mm -hmm. are a regulated company. They work out of, I think, California. I think. Are they in California? Yeah. Yeah, they're in California, right? So they, they want to make sure that they're not going to get themselves in any um, any trouble. So basically what to focus on is they're saying crypto is something that we pay a lot of attention to. A user demand and merchant demand evolves. We evolve with it. So I just have one question. Do you think that merchant demands and you know consumer demands are going to go up when it comes to cryptocurrency? And I think that's a pretty easy yes, right? Mm-hmm. If that's a pretty easy yes, then Google's saying that they evolve with it. So it's going to happen. Don't know when, but they're working on it and they want to make sure that they're prepared. That's the main thing of that one. That's crazy. That it's, you know, it's kind of like just one of those things that the market's moving, everyone's evolving, and if you don't evolve with it, you're going to be left behind all these big companies that are joining in, in the fund right now, they're kind of, yes, they have a lot of money and it's not like, like you and me where we're trying to catch up or we're trying to keep up. And some other people that are right now that are barely figuring out what it, what it is, NFT and all this stuff. They're just like, you know, they're slowly being left behind these juggernaut companies that have money. And I mean, a lot of money is like they could easily jump into this market like nobody's business, like Elon Musk, like, oh, here's Dogecoin. We might be accepting Dogecoin thing. It's just like, dude, he makes so much money. It's disgusting. I do think it's very funny how some of these big companies now, big tech companies are trying to get in now. And yes, they have the name Google. But. That name don't mean anything within the crypto market. Not right now. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. And who knows if it ever will. It, they might just be like 
one of the big ones, not a juggernaut, but one of the big ones. You know what I mean? And I'm sure they'll get like once they say, hey, boom, we're here. This is what we're doing. Cool. Where's your white paper? What are you doing? What are you doing? What is it? Well, not necessarily it. they're going to come up with their own coin, but they could be just a payment processor, like an exchange, right? Like the same way, for instance, PayPal's doing it, right? Or yeah. Cash App or whatever other, whatever. They don't need necessarily a white paper per se, but they, uh, you know, they're going to have different spreads and, you know, they're going to take their cuts and, you know, how they handle it is going to determine how much or how likely users are able to accept it as a dominant thing. Yeah. I got one more. What'd you got? Walmart. Uh, this was, <laughs> you know, mid January Walmart plans to create its own cryptocurrency and NFTs. Right. The interesting thing about this is that this is not just a crypto play for Walmart. Walmart said, hey, we're going to skip the whole um, cryptocurrency thing and we're going to jump right into the metaverse. <laughs> we're going to jump right into the metaverse. So it says Walmart Inc. is preparing to create its own cryptocurrency and collection of non-fungible tokens filed, filing within the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office show, setting the stage for meeting its customers in the emerging metaverse. So Walmart wants you to be able to buy stuff off them in the metaverse. <laughs> the retailer sought several new trademarks in December that shows it intend, uh, intends to make and sell virtual goods such as electronics, decor, toys. They're making these things to sell inside of the metaverse. These are not real items. I need you guys to understand this. I need you guys to understand that Walmart wants to create digital virtual goods such as electronics, decor, toys, sporting goods, and personal, this is the best one, personal care products because you better be putting deodorant on in that metaverse. <laughs> what in the world? They're, they're thinking this already before, like as the metaverse is being created and people are buying land and creating stores, Walmart's like, hey, we're going to make our own store there before anybody else does. Buy your deodorant. <laughs> that was the best part for me when this in personal care items. I'm like, what? You can make me brush my teeth in the metaverse? Shit. <laughs> you need you need a floss. Oh man. Make sure you wipe. <laughs> so this was all uh filing that was done at the end of last year and some really in interesting things, right? But even as we went on into the end of January, um Walmart was getting into the metaverse, and then we had a crypto startup called blockchain.com grabs a Walmart director to come work for them. So who knows? Like, here's the website, blockchain.com, and they're an exchange. It says the world's most popular way to buy and sell trade cryptocurrency. I've never even heard of them. So I don't know if they're the most popular place when we have you know billions of dollars being transacted through Binance and Coinbase and crypto.com. It says that um since 2011 they've had over one trillion dollars in transactions that have happened through blockchain.com which that's nothing to joke about if that's true then shit that's that's good for you i've never heard of them though yeah that's yeah it's still kind of dude <laughs> it's weird it's crazy that, to hear walmart jump into this and and get in like like 
I'm still interested to see how they're going to do this whole metaverse where it, you know, you know, people are like, we say where people are buying land. People could go visit these places to buy stuff. What is this? This is pavia.io and this is built on the Cardano blockchain. So if you are interested in buying land, there was only a hundred thousand land lots that were built on this Cardano blockchain network for the metaverse and 40,000 land plots were already sold. The remaining 60,000 will be sold by the end of March 2022. And these are going to go out, go by quickly. So you can buy land right now. You can see right here, land sale, 29,000 parcels sold out. Land sale to 31,000 parcels sold out. So, you know, like if people are looking to buy land, like this is a thing. I'm not telling you to buy land or not to buy land, but Walmart saw this stuff happening and was like, we need to make deodorant for these guys. <laughs> That's what they saw. I don't know. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I'm still interested how they're going to do it. <laughs> you know, back in the day, they had this thing. Ooh, here's dude, bro. Disney. Had this thing called the virtual magic kingdom. Did you ever hear about that? No. Disney's virtual magic kingdom. You log into your computer. You had this little avatar. It would jump into the monorail, which is like your typical thing to get to Disney, depending on where you're at. It would drop you off the monorail and then you're in, you're in the front gate of Disneyland. And I remember playing this thing. You would go in you could get on rides and then you go on the ride. You could do little quests, trivia. There's like a lot of stuff that you can do with this. Here's the thing though. Let's just say you went to Disneyland for real, for real, right? Like this is like real life. You go to Disneyland real life. There's going to be a booth that says um, VMK, VMK, DVMK, Virtual Magic Kingdom, you know? You'd go there, you'd, you, you'd say, oh, you know, like, do you guys have any cards or do you have any quests like in real life? And they're like, oh, yeah, here you go. They'll give you this little thing and you would have to answer the questions. You would have to go on the, on the rides for real and figure things out and write it down. Once you're done, you go back to your booth. You give them the paper. And then they verify all the answers are right. And then they'll give you a card like a Pokemon card or like a X-Men card or whatever. You mm -hmm. take this card. It has a code on it. You go back to your computer at home. You punch in this code and you get like a virtual hat, virtual shirt, um, virtual Mickey ears, um, a virtual car. There's like all these things that you get within this virtual thing. And they had some cards that were very limited. Bro, I have some cards here that are worth probably anywhere from $5,000 to $10,000 that were just stupid hard to find. Wow. And I'm not selling them at all. I'm just like, nope, they're staying in my box. They're staying in its little case, and I'm not. And, dude, you can go to eBay and find some of these cards that people are selling just stupid money. Um, Some of them they did make in bulk, so you so they're very easy to find. Some of them were just you had to be there at the right time, at the right hour, to get a limited amount of quantity of something. And it was usually like one or two. 
so they had this virtual magic kingdom there for a while and then they shut it down no idea why because there's a lot of people that were that were that were into it you know i remember when they were shutting it down a whole bunch of the avatars went up in front of the magic kingdom and and you could throw these magic things and i had one that was like all on fire it was like one of the like hardest ones to get and people were like oh my gosh i'll buy that off of you i'll like people were messaging me right there on the chat and i'm like sorry not buying and and at they had, they had a little countdown at, before they unplugged the servers it was very sad <laughs> but that virtual magic kingdom like it was really cool because you got to meet people all over the world and you would meet with them and and you would chat with them you would talk to them and it it was a lot of fun why did they take it down i have no idea but it was a lot of fun though okay so we're already past the hour it's a lot a lot of stuff a lot of stuff um but i hope you guys have enjoyed the the episode um you know what we're gonna i want to do a part two because i got some stuff here that i had that i was i was wondering if you're gonna bring it up but you didn't bring it up so we're gonna have a part two (laughs) you know i know you like i know you like the crypto um so let's go ahead and stay tuned to the next episode guys if you're still here listening to us um, make sure you drop us a comment. Hey, you know what? Drop us a comment. Does, has anybody heard of that Disney Virtual Magic Kingdom? Let us know. It was out for a couple years. Took it down. I'm still bummed. And I a lot of people are trying to petition to bring it back. And this is a perfect opportunity with freaking crypto, you know? Um, Yeah, next level. Anything you got before we go? You know what I say? Uh, thank you guys for listening and coming out and checking out Beyond the Streams, wherever you guys are listening to us on the audio side. Make sure that you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. If you're looking to be a part of the conversation, be a part of the community, make sure you check out Beyond the Streams on YouTube every Thursday around 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do have a live show where you guys can be a part of the conversation. You can uh, be a part of the conversation. You never know who we're going to have on where the conversations are going to go. Uh, We have other creators all the way to CEOs of companies. So make sure you come and check us out. You turn on those notification bells and you're subscribed to all the different platforms. Uh, So we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.